Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. to Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post about the Horowitz investigation. That's the FBI surveillance of the Trump campaign, and we're going we're gonna to learn how that got started soon, and that could be a bomb. You talk about bombshells, that could be a bombshell, depending on what comes out of there. Uh, but back to it being, uh, this ties into the anniversary of the JFK assassination. It kind of reminds me of the Epstein story, which we're about to play you a... Um, uh, uh, a little clip from Fox News yesterday as they were looking into the whole Epstein thing. While the impeachment hearings have been going on this week, the Senate has been having hearings about Epstein. Why is the Senate looking into that? I don't even know the answer to that. That's where uh, that's where this quote came from. Christmas ornaments, drywall, right. and Jerry Epstein. <laughs> Name three things that don't hang themselves. Right, but I don't remember why the Senate is looking into Epstein's death. Anyway... Uh, you believe that Epstein didn't kill himself. Correct. And the way it fits into the JFK thing is it's just, it's just, it's just too hard to believe. Um, we were just discussing with Marshall Phillips. So, so JFK gets shot by a guy who traveled to the Soviet Union, the Cuban consulate in Mexico, and then gets murdered the day after he shoots the president, just randomly in police custody. So how are you supposed to believe? Nah, it's just working on his own, just a nut job. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, right? Even though they've never been able to, to not lock any of that thing down. Same with Epstein. 
Although Epstein had reasons to kill himself. God, you got the most powerful people on the planet who have reasons for you to be dead. The Clintons, the Trumps, the royal family, various Saudi princes and Russian oligarchs who he could have uh, uh, outed as people who have sex with underage women, which is obviously a, a career ender uh, and it ought to be. So there, there's reason. There, there's, just, there's just so much information. The, the, the so-called conspiracy seems more likely in both of these stories than the so-called true story. But anyway, Fox looked into the Epstein thing in depth yesterday, and I thought this was damned interesting. Two correctional officers tasked with guarding Jeffrey Epstein surrendered to the FBI Tuesday, charged with one count of conspiracy for working together in a cover-up and five counts of falsifying records. New York federal prosecutors allege both Tova Noel and Michael Thomas falsified documents indicating they were checking on prisoners in the special housing unit of the Metropolitan Correctional Center, including Epstein, every 30 minutes as mandated, when in reality, they were not. In fact, According to the indictment, the guards never checked on Epstein once in the eight hours between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. when Epstein's body was discovered with a noose around his neck. Instead of doing their jobs, prosecutors say the guards appeared to be asleep for approximately two hours, sat at their desks, browsed the Internet for furniture sales and benefit websites, and moved around the common area, all while Epstein was inside his cell just about 15 feet from the guards' desks. A lawyer for one of the guards says they are being, quote, scapegoated. Mr. Thomas is a single father with three children. This case is going to ruin his life. This incident was a black eye on the entire Bureau of Prisons. The arrest came as the director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, Dr. Kathleen Hawk Sawyer, was grilled on Capitol Hill. Anybody at BOP yet been disciplined or terminated for their conduct that led to the Jeffrey Epstein death. We have some bad staff. We want rid of those bad staff who don't do their job. Uh, we want them gone one way or another, either by prosecution or by termination. Director wow. Sawyer also confirmed the criminal investigation into Epstein's death is ongoing. There's got to be either major malfunction of the system or a criminal enterprise at foot to allow this to happen. So are you looking at both? Is the FBI looking at both? If the FBI is involved, then they are looking at criminal enterprise, yes. The director said she has not seen any evidence that indicates Epstein did not die in a suicide. Underscoring that point, prosecutors revealed surveillance video showed besides the two guards, no one entered the special housing unit where Epstein was at any time during the night he died. Brett? I don't know if I didn't know some of those details or had forgotten them, but the guards didn't check on him for eight hours I didn't realize he was 15 feet from their desk. For some reason, I was picturing my mind, you know, he's way over there in that wing, and I'd have to walk all the way over there, and I'm lazy, and I never check on anybody because I'm a government employee who can't be fired. Um, but So they spent eight hours sleeping and shopping online 15 feet away from his cell. Their job was to check on him every 30 minutes. I'm not the least bit shocked that whether it's a DMV person or a prison guard that they're not, you know, really... Uh, working that hard at what they're supposed to be doing, but there was a furniture sale, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, my my original thoughts the day after it happened was, yeah, they're they're prison guards. I'll bet they never check on anybody. They sleep and they shop online. They never and then they false up the logs. Every prison in the country probably does that all the time. 
On the other hand, in this case, somebody pretty high profile? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it all. How would we feel if... So it wasn't a... Fo- well, what are you picturing? When you believe Epstein didn't kill himself, what are you picturing? Are you picturing somebody getting in there and, and choking him? Yes. Or you are. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's really that's really something. What if it were just getting word to the guy, look, I've been told by a guy who was told by a guy, you're going to die a very painful, gruesome death. Or you can choke yourself and die a fairly calm death. We'll leave you alone for eight hours. You'll have your chance, but if you we're you're going to die one way or the other. You're going to die in prison. We're going to get to you. You're going to be cut up. You're going to be beat to death, or you can kill yourself. Would that be the same thing? I don't know. Legally speaking, I suppose it would be a coercion into suicide. I don't know where that stands legally. That would work on me if I thought I was going to be shivved or bludgeoned to death in prison to keep me quiet, or I can take myself out in a relatively painless way. That'd work on me. Billionaire career blackmailers who have their own sex crime island don't strike me as the type who kind of just throw their hands up and say, well, I guess I'm, I guess it's over, right? Like, I, I, I feel like even in those dire circumstances, he thought he had dirt on somebody who could pull levers oh, to get I him out. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Not that he's a physically tough guy, that he's just, he's used to playing hardball. He, he knows the way that these maneuvers are done in ways that most of us can't comprehend. And it is... It doesn't strike me as the type of person to just say, well, I guess I had a good run. Um, I, I I think he would try to leverage his way out of those situations to the very end. And it, it, it probably helps that it is not uncommon at all for prison guards to to not do their job late at night. I'm sure that's as common as common can be to just, yeah, yeah, I checked, and I signed it at the end of the day, whatever. Because, you know, you'd start out doing that job thinking, I'm going to check on everybody, and then you do that for weeks or months, and, and then nothing you realize ever happens. No one ever follows up on if you or if right. you didn't check right. it. Right. You've seen people not doing their jobs. Nobody ever gets in trouble or fired. Um, nothing ever happens when you walk around and check, so it's a waste of time. So you just go back to texting your friends taking naps. So I'm sure that's common, which helps the whole story. But wow, eight hours, the guy's just as far away as I am from that door, and they don't go check on him once when their job is to check on him every 30 minutes. Taking a nap. But that'd be something if they actually got somebody in the prison to kill Epstein, because there's got to be cameras everywhere. The cameras can be turned off. Oh, sure. and, oh, yeah. oh the, the malfunction. Oh, whoopsie-daisy. It's not outlandish to think that somebody killed him, as I said. A half dozen of the most powerful people on Earth, or more, maybe 20 of the most powerful people on Earth, had a reason to kill Epstein. They might all work together. I have no idea. In their secret skulls meeting or whatever, where they all stand around and touch a glowing orb. Yeah, I can imagine a Saudi prince getting a hold hold of some Russian oligarch who said, yeah, I want him dead, you want him dead? Yeah, let's figure this out. You got one of your guys in that place, right? Okay, let's, let's, let's put the message out to, you know your crew in that place, and we know how this goes. If you don't recognize the voices, that was Ted Cruz there asking a question. That was Lindsey Graham asking a question. These are some high-level senators looking into this. Let's not forget the great question asked by uh, John Kennedy. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. And the most (laughs) disgusting thing there, if it was just um, uh, negligence, 
which is, I think, will be the official story ultimately and might be the real story. The prison guards just don't do their job. How about the fact that nobody's been freaking fired yet? Now, two people got arrested the other day because the heat is on and they got to come up with some scapegoats to try to end this investigation. But, God, you don't do your job at all. I guarantee you those guys are making good salary. Seriously good salary. Lifetime benefits for working there in the prison. Not doing their job at all. And you can't fire them and get some new people in there. That's freaking government for you. Unbelievable. That's a separate story. Devlin Barrett, who we like, Washington Post reporter on this new Horowitz investigation. You know, So you know about the Russia investigation. You know about the, the Ukrainian phone call. Do you know the Horowitz investigation that's wrapping up? What we're going to learn from that, that's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Investigations, so many reports between impeachment and Epstein and these various other reports that are going to come out on the origins of the whole Russia probe and uh, monitoring the Trump campaign and all that sort of stuff. The Horowitz investigation, which one is that? We're going to talk to Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post to try to nail that down. Devlin, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, Jack. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was just looking at the, uh, they put this out every year, what the Thanksgiving dinner is going to cost. This year it's going to cost $48.91. Are you prepared for, on average, are you prepared for that? Uh, I hope my stepmom is prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to be, uh, mooching off the parents, uh, one more year. It's, yeah, good for you. It's almost doubled since 2000, though, adjusted for inflation. So that's yeah. a. I don't know what the giblets are higher. Or I don't, it's probably the, the Trump's tariff war. That's what it is. Gravy. <laughs> Chinese gravy. Um, so, Devlin, what is the danged Horowitz investigation? I can't keep track of all of them. Right. So uh, it's, it's it's all about keeping reporters fully employed. Um, so <laughs> D.C. reporters, I should say. Uh, so the Horowitz investigation is Michael Horowitz is the Justice Department's inspector general, which means he's sort of the internal watchdog for the entire Justice Department, which includes the FBI. And for the last couple of years, he's been digging into exactly how and why the FBI did various things related to uh, the investigation of Russian election interference and the investigation of uh, folks associated with Donald Trump to see if there was any conspiracy there. And if you think about it, this is one of those things that the president loves to complain about, which is you know his accusation that folks like former FBI director Jim Comey and others were basically out to get him and, and launch some sort of FBI investigative coup of, of his presidency. Which they may have been, but whether or not you can prove that or not, I don't know. What do we do? We know what we're going to get out of the Horowitz uh, report, or when it's we, going to happen. We have some. We have some broad strokes. So we know it's it's. They plan to publicly release it on December 9th, and we got some interesting details last night in terms of what's in it. Uh, we don't know every page of it certainly, but we know some some key findings. And one of the things that they found is that there's a in the course of this investigation uh, there was a what's called a foreign intelligence surveillance warrant that was authorized for a Trump associate named Carter Page. And we know now that the Inspector General's report has found that that was overall a, a valid uh, warrant issued um, fairly and and legally. Uh, in the system. 
that doesn't mean it was perfect. In fact, they also found that there was a low-level FBI lawyer who basically altered a document uh, related to uh, the investigation and the, and the facts that went into the FISA warrant. So that lawyer, we're told, has been forced out of the FBI. Uh, so it's it's not a perfect picture by any stretch, but the main thrust of what the Inspector General is going to say is that uh, this warrant, this Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court warrant, was justified. And I'm sorry, did you say when we think we're going to get this actual whole report? December 9th. So, December, uh, December 9th. Have, you know, we should have finally digested our turkey by then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, December, so December 9th, uh, and then we expect Republicans in the Senate to hold hearings on it, you know, that oh, same God. week. Oh, God. At the same time that they might be voting on impeachment? It's possible. I mean, I mean, look, it's it's entirely possible. I can't watch any more hearings. Devlin, I can't do it. Well, you know, then just then just get a good newspaper subscription (laughs) and, you know, read about it later. There's something that says you have to glue yourselves to this process. Well, right. You know, you know Uh, why cable news is a waste of time? Here's why it's a waste of time, Devlin. (laughs) For a number of reasons. You can turn on one channel and they've got an FBI expert. Here's somebody senior member of some FBI at some point. And then you go to the other channel and you got somebody with a similar title who says the exact opposite. I've 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 right. I've looked at people who claim to be experts saying no way you get a FISA warrant without the Steele dossier and it was crap so you take that out of there they don't get and then I've seen other people say oh yeah absolutely there was enough there without the Steele dossier to get the FISA warrant that's what I want to know. Well, look, as as a longtime reporter who's covered uh, crime in, in courts for for longer than I care to say, uh, nothing makes me happier than a giant public debate about what the probable cause standard is. Because it, you know, my jaded reporter view is that look, the probable cause standard is one, whatever a judge decides it is, and two, because this process usually happens behind closed doors and these things don't tend to get unsealed, the standard is all over the place. So to a certain degree. People arguing both sides of it, I think, have some truth. I I think there's a reason why they argue both sides of that. Uh, Look, I think at the end of the day, um, judges give uh, a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt to investigators who say, I I want a warrant for this or that, and here are my reasons. Yeah, and if nothing else, your point point is a decent one. If nothing else, maybe at least in the future, people will be, judges will be a little more careful, but they think, hey, I think that's enough to look at the campaign. I'd like that standard to be pretty high. Well, it's look. It probable cause is a low standard. I think I think most lawyers would tell you that it is, it is a low standard. And I think if there's a disconnect in any of this, is that I think the public tends to assume it's a higher standard than it is. Mm, you're right. Um, and you know, one of the big uh, barriers to there being more, you know, search warrants and and wiretaps and those sorts of things by the government is act, is not actually you know the legal standard. It's the human. Uh, resources standard, which is we don't have enough people to run all you know wires wherever we want, whenever we want. But that all that all takes manpower and time and and overtime. <laughs> so you know one of the big limits on how much the government does that sort of thing is actually just how many people they can throw at any given thing at any given time. Well, it comes out on December 9th. We'll take a look at it then, and then more hearings. Awesome, Devlin Barrett of the Washington <laughs> Post. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jack. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, the Democrats' impeachment push falling short of changing opinions, new challenge for Mayor Pete's campaign, and birth control for men, we have the latest. Yeah, speaking of hearings, you've had a whole bunch of hearings, and the polls have gone the wrong way for the people who started the hearings. So, yeah, look at those latest poll numbers, which which means to me the whole impeachment thing is over. Armstrong and Getty. 
<laughs> I was just talking with Hanson that I thought that the Devlin Barrett Washington Post thing was pretty good. And uh, and Hanson, our executive producer, said, yeah, he handled your left turn there at the beginning because I brought up the, the cost of Thanksgiving right. meals and stuff like that. And I can always tell when we get a reporter on when I bring up something like that. I mean, you can tell right away whether they're willing to play along with this uh-huh. or they're like, what the blank is this? <laughs> what did I agree yeah. to? Yes. Right. I'm a serious reporter here Why to talk about here? serious things. Yeah. Not mess around on a Friday morning about what giblets cost. I was happy to hear that Devlin Barrett not doing the Friendsgiving, going to spend time with family. Absolutely. Uh, Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, the House wrapped up its public hearings on the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. It certainly doesn't look like the hearings moved either the public or Congress to favor impeachment. Latest national poll from Emerson College finds 45% oppose impeaching the president against 43% who support it. That is a six-point swing overall in support from October, when 48% of the voters supported impeachment and only 44% opposed. So a six-point swing in the president's favor with the hearings going on. So there are people that were more enthusiastic about impeachment before the hearings. I don't know what they thought they were going to see, but whatever they saw made them go the other direction. That's that's really interesting. And the arguments didn't really sway any moderate Republicans either. Not even Texas Republican Representative Will Hurt. He is a Trump critic who is retiring. And he said he saw he did not see anything impeachable in the accusations against the president, putting it this way. I've not heard evidence proving the president committed bribery or extortion. No GOP lawmaker in either the House or the Senate supports impeachment. And the full quote from that guy, and you might not know him, heard, he's the reason it's important. He's a moderate. He's a Trump critic. He even said in that full statement that what the president did was wrong and it shouldn't right. happen. But it doesn't uh, rise to the level of impeachable. And he's not running for your election, so he's got no reason. Right. He doesn't have to worry about anybody. He's a former CIA agent. And people thought, man, if you can peel off any Republican, it'll be him. And when he when he showed that he's not going to vote for impeachment, you're going to get no Republicans crossing the aisle. Right. And then you got also this poll, same poll. Should Trump be impeached and removed from office in Wisconsin... It's upside down 13 points from Nancy Pelosi's perspective. Why would he just be removed from office in Wisconsin? That doesn't <laughs> yeah, make that was, sense. Yeah, that, what, what were the framers thinking? <laughs> yeah. So he's not the president in the Badger State, but everywhere else is? No. So that's one of your key yeah. swing states. Yeah. Some people believe the direction Wisconsin goes is going to be the direction the presidency goes. It's that key. And it's 13 points no. And Nancy Pelosi's got be going to be thinking, is this helping me get a senator here or, uh, or, or winning any House races? Right. So politically, and the Trump's approval rating at 48 in this Emerson poll. It's gone up five points yeah. during impeachment. Speaking of political battles, the indictment of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is expected to sharpen the battle lines in Israel's already deadlocked political system and could test the loyalty of his conservative allies. It appears to have dashed any remaining hopes for a unity government following September's elections, paving the way for an unprecedented third vote in less than a year. And that is going on in Israel God, right we now. think we're tired of our drama. you got Great Britain where they have a major oh, election yeah. every six weeks, yep. and the same thing in Israel. Yep. Meanwhile, we got campaign staffers for presidential candidate Mayor Pete joining a union. 
The mayor's campaign releasing a statement saying they had voluntarily recognized that IBEW local blah, 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 representing political campaign workers, would serve as the sole union representing the campaign organizers. Mayor Pete's campaign manager said they uh, worked for a candidate who plans to restore uh, workers' rights and make it easier for workers to unionize, so they have gone ahead and unionized. Uh, I saw one pundit... um agree with me that it was a big moment when Mayor Pete fought back against Tulsi Gabbard just because we've never seen him have to throw a punch right. or get punched and, and respond to it, and I thought he handled that well and looked very firm. And Seems tough to rattle. He, he seems impossible to rattle. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he'll have an answer for everything, but he seems impossible to rattle, and I thought it was interesting. Barack Obama said this last night. So less than 24 hours after the debate, Barack Obama said on a stage somewhere, debates over which health care plan or which climate change plan to support are good arguments to have, but you have to win the election, Obama says. The main thing is to actually achieve majorities that allow us to move these things forward. So the most popular Democrat in the country by far, Barack Obama, continues to weigh in on the side of you got to be moderate enough to actually get elected, or there's no point. Right. You and I, I, I wonder if, I wonder if voters are Elizabeth and Elizabeth and well, Bernie's not going to change. There's no way no, Bernie changes. No, no. Elizabeth, no. Elizabeth has tempered her plan a lot, and I don't know if voters and donors are going to be listening to Barack Obama or not. Well, switching gears rather dramatically, it turns out the world's first birth control injection for men is almost ready. Clinical trials have just wrapped up, and now the Indian Council of Medical Research is waiting for approval. Makes your eyes bleed. Scientists say the product gives you bone cancer, but other than that, scientists say the product showed a ninety-seven percent success rate with no mm, side effects. I, I really need a hundred percent. Three percent is uh, is a pretty high percent. So if that's one out of thirty-three times you got a pregnancy. That's too much. <laughs> Well, it does say there's no side effects, and they say it's reversible and uh, can last up to 13 years. So there you go. 13 years? Yes. Wow, one shot, 13 years. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I wonder if that uh, 97% is a run, a whole run of 13 years. I tested this, though. I just, uh, because what is it doing? It's making my sperm not work? I don't that those details I do not have at my fingertips right now. Going to need more information on how reversible this is. Well, yeah. yeah, because so you decide at age twenty to get this. Yeah, you can't have kids till you're thirty-three. No, but they say it's reversible. Don't worry about a thing. Here, have this shot. And one last note. And you're not getting the shot in your arm, from what I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's in your eye. <laughs> about is uh, about equivalent. You have to get the shot in your testy. Um, uh, I have. I just have one uh, like Hitler. Uh, uh, your testy. Yes. Whether it's, whether it's beans or uh, Frank, I'm not sure. All right, but I believe it's in in that region, yeah. in the groinal area. Yeah. This is yes. getting less appealing. <laughs> Yeah, one last note. Fans of Coldplay are not going to be able to see them play in person to back up their new album. The British rock band announcing they're not going to tour because of environmental concerns of it not being carbon neutral. Hmm. Frontman Chris Martin telling the BBC, we're taking time over the next year or two to work out how we can tour and how it can be sustainable. Boy, there are meaningless gestures and then there are meaningless gestures. This, this strikes me a lot like when I have... 
uh, a maintenance appointment schedule at my apartment. And my friends reach out and say, hey, do you want to come to this thing? And this thing is the the exact time as my maintenance thing. And I say, oh, you know, I would, but I got this maintenance guy coming over, and I I really can't. Reach out to me next time. But I didn't want to go to the thing in the first place. It seems like a convenient excuse for them to not tour because touring is probably exhausting. Yeah, you go out there, though, and make a lot of money touring these days. I I, I don't think Chris Martin's running out of money. Well, all right. That's your news. (laughs) I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, Squawky, nope, back in your cage. That's the Liberty Bell. That is. We did get some text earlier on my uh, little uh, conversation there, a little monologue, because Joe's not here, um, about how I don't care about climate change, and it's got to be really frustrating to people who see it as the most important thing in the country, in the same way that, for instance, I think the the national debt is a big deal, and other people think, I don't care. Um, there, there are major issues where, where we rank them at the very highest priority on earth and other people say eh, whatever <laughs> so, i don't know i don't know what you do with that i don't i you, you can't make me care about climate change and i don't even know why i don't even know why in my own mind i believe it is happening i believe man probably has something to do with it i just i don't care i should care maybe that makes me a bad person if joe were here he'd say there are plenty of things that make you a bad person <laughs> that's just one of them um but you, you can't change my mind. i just i don't care you can't make me care and like on the debate stage the other night and they're the uh, when i'm president my number one priority will be climate change okay fine it doesn't mean anything to me although barack obama did say we can debate over which climate change plan to support but you got to win the election which is a good point boy that's a good point oh it's virtual joe Joe is probably unconscious right now. Yes, absolutely. Getting his operation. (laughs) Is he? As far as you know? Right this moment, he's asleep. Being sawed on. Hey! Yeah. He said it's uh, it's more Home Depot than anything else. Ah, uh, that's that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, did you see the picture? Did they, did he send that picture out to all of us? That screw that was in his hip from before? I don't believe so. No. Oh, to find no. that, it's amazing. It's uh, it's an X-ray. Phillips or flathead? It was a, uh, I think it was a Phillips screw. I mean, it's a very clear picture, yeah. an X-ray of the bone, yeah. and it's just got a screw like you're at Home Depot going through that right into that big screw. Wow! Just like if you were trying to, you know, build a treehouse or something. Wow! You, you, for some reason, you expect it to be. I don't know, more well, sophisticated than that, but it works. That's a ton more sophisticated than the old pirate treatment of just shove a wooden stick in there. <laughs> yeah, right. The old pangolin. And walk around with a limp for a little while. <laughs> oh, God uh, dang it. Man. Uh, pre-anesthesia, I don't know how anybody ooh, got anything ooh. done. Oh, well, you, they had wooden clamps to bite, or wooden bits to bite down on, right? That was yeah. their pain tolerance. You'd bite down this, on this, right, and right. bite this. Yeah, no, they, yeah, uh, leather. You'd bite down on like a belt right. or something. Yeah. And drink some whiskey. I would get right. a, I'd want to get a little drunk before they oh, go to... a lot drunk. <laughs> oh, and then you geez. hand it to the guy doing the surgery, and he yeah. takes the swig yeah. on it. That's wrong. Pretty soon everybody's drunk. Man, time. that reminds me of an old story my beloved late grandfather used to tell, but... But there's no time for that. Let's go to the next caller. <laughs> caller? Oh, jeez. That's how long ago we recorded those? <laughs> yeah. I still thought it was funny. <laughs> we recorded those back when we took calls. Man. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm going to catch up on some other Thanksgiving stuff and other nonsense on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Guys, Coldplay has decided not to tour over environmental concerns. The band will not resume touring until their shows are carbon neutral. You know, bad companies doing the same thing because their van is broken. <laughs> so, um, well, can you play the Conan O'Brien joke just because it fits into something I wanted to mention? Last night's Democratic debate was the least watched Democratic debate yet. Yes, yeah, true story, the ratio was one viewer for every one candidate. So the ratings came in at about 5 million people. It's a, it's a significant drop-off from previous debates. I, I, I don't know how accurate that stuff is in the modern world because, you know, we all listen through our phones or watch online, and that doesn't count toward network viewership or cable news viewership, so I don't have any idea. Although I wouldn't think it would vary much from debate to debate, the percentage of people watching it, however. And it's the same flawed metric judging the November and this one, right? So it's right, you yeah, looking at that. Exactly. And I, I'm curious. And it was down how much? Uh, uh, from six, like almost seven million to about five and a half. Um, or six, well, if it continues that trend, you'll no, be down eight to, to like six and a half. I if think it continues that there. trend, you'll be down around three or four next debate. Yeah, and I'm and I am curious to see if. There's parallels in, does the drop in TV viewership also coincide with a, a, a drop in Internet viewership? Yeah. Right? I, I don't I, know. No way to know that. Um, uh, I want to talk about the candidates' welfare in a second, because Mayor Pete brought it up on the stage the other day, and it made me look it up, and it's kind of interesting who has what level of wealth. My, uh, I mentioned my oldest son uh, started playing the cello. He chose the cello because you get to sit down. That's how he uh, determined which instrument he wanted to play. They had the choice of the cello, the violin, or the viola. He also said the violin hurts his ears, and it is a screechy, awful sound, the violin. If not played well, when played well, I find the violin quite, uh, quite uh, you know, nice. But when not played well, the violin is, is quite screechy. Um, and he, but So he had his cello out last night, and the first month and a half of cello lessons have been playing with your fingers. So he's learning to fret the notes and then picking the the notes kind of like you do with a guitar or a stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. And then they just started the bow this week, which all the kids were very excited about when you finally get the bow out. Ooh. But, uh, they still make those with horse hair? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And um, and uh, so he's super into the bowing, and he was doing the bowing last night. But what he and his little brother started doing, because you don't realize how Almost all music in movie and TV shows is clearly cello until you've got a live cello in your living room. All of the... All that stuff is cello from the movies. And they were doing this stuff where they... I should have brought the video. I took video of his, videos of it last night where he would play the cello slowly and Henry would pretend to be walking down the street looking over his shoulder. Then he'd start playing it faster and faster and then he's running looking over his shoulder. Like, and it was perfect. It looked just like the soundtrack of a movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> they really enjoyed that. Ah, fun with the old cello. Uh, Did they make the connection that this sounds like movie yeah, stuff? Yeah, That's immediately. Awesome. That's immediately. Awesome. And I, I didn't realize that either until he was playing it in the living room. I thought that sounds like every soundtrack of every part of every movie I've ever seen. Even poorly played. The score, Jack, not the soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> Mayor Pete mentioned on the stage the other night that he's got the least net worth on the stage, according to Forbes. <coughs> And uh, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, so I actually went to the list. Here it is, top to bottom. Uh, On the Republican side, you have a candidate named Donald J. Trump, 
who, according to this, is worth $3.1 billion. I believe Trump says he has $10 billion. The Washington Post once claimed he has $250 million. That seems a little low uh, for a guy with uh, some of the tallest buildings in every city all over the world. Let's agree it's somewhere between those two numbers. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Forbes has him at $3.1 billion. Then Tom Steyer, who in theory is running, has $1.6 billion, half of Trump's worth. John Delaney, who's currently out, was he the cartoon bear? No, that's Michael Bennett. John Delaney is... I think John Delaney looks like Hank Hill's friend. <laughs> right! The barber. Yeah. Bill the barber. He's worth $200 million. God, which is a ton of money. You, you start talking billions now, this sounds like nothing. But a guy with $200 million, that's insane money. <laughs> that's like you're a giant movie star or a musician and you started a vodka empire or something. That's that kind of money. Michael Bennett is worth $15 million. Good money in cartoon voice bear work. Elizabeth Warren, fake Indian, is worth $12 million. How'd she make her money? Uh, that's what some of the candidates want, like to beat her up on, it because she was kind of into, uh, she was a capitalist man back in the day for a while when she was making her money working for a couple of different companies. But I don't want to get bogged down on that. Uh, and then we dropped down quite a bit. Joe Biden is worth $9 million, and according to this, after a life of public service. Kamala Harris is worth $6 million. Why are any of these per- people worth multiple million dollars? I know people who've been pretty damn successful in business and have only been in business their whole lives, have you know restaurants, stores, this all over the place, and they're not worth close to this amount of money. How do you end up worth this much money when you're in the public service your whole life? Anyway... Uh, I don't know who Joe Sestak is. Was he running for president at some time? Beto O'Rourke, who dropped out, was worth $4 million. I said, you're kidding me. Bill de Blasio, worth the communist, who's been in public service his whole life, worth $2.5 million. Bernie Sanders is worth $2.5 million. Jay Inslee had $2 million. I'm still going down the list. Amy Klobuchar's worth $2, Amy Klobuchar's worth $2 million. And in Minnesota, $2 million. It goes a long way. Cory Booker's got a million and a half. Steve Bullock's got a million and a half. Marianne Williamson selling crystals worth a million and a half. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand had a million bucks. Seth Moulton had a million bucks. Andrew Yang's got a million bucks. I'd have thought Andrew Yang had more. Julian Castro, $700,000 net worth. Tulsi Gabbard, a half million dollar net worth. Now you're getting into reasonable amounts. If you're a grown up into your 40s or 50s and you got a 401k, you easily could uh, and you own a home. That's a risen in value. You can easily have this much net worth. Tim Ryan, a half million. And at the very bottom, Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Partially, edge, edge. partially because he's so young, so he hasn't owned a home that has increased in value. I've put a lot of money in a 401k. He's worth hundred grand. Way down the list and at the very bottom. That's a pretty good talking point, I think. I think you get out there and you're trying to sway the working class that voted for Obama and then for Trump. And you uh, regularly remind them that you've got student loan debt and the lowest net worth of anybody running. That's a good talking point. I don't know if it means anything, but it's a good talking point. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.